as we celebrate this Feast of All Saints, it's not a feast for a chosen few. Rather, every single one of us who are here this evening, in fact, all of God's people, all who are baptized, are called to holiness, called to sanctity. Pope Francis, in his recent encyclical letter, Rejoice and be glad, the last words of the gospel that we heard tonight, says, God wants all of us to be saints and to not settle for a bland existence. This is based on the premise that God in heaven, of course, is our final goal of all of our lives. And if that is true, then every aspect of our lives has to be ruled by this final goal, right? You know, think about all the people, you know, like all these people who are on football teams, you know, they're on a good football team, they want to win the state championship or the national title. Everything they do is based on that final goal. Same way with us. If our final goal is heaven, then everything we want to do is based on on this final goal. Through this fundamental orientation to God, God draws us ever closer to himself, and he sustains us on our pilgrim journey through this life, through the sacraments, through the Holy Spirit, through his people that are around us, through his community, through his church. And we are filled then with hope that one day we we shall see him face to face and achieve this full union with him. This is our hope and this is our joy on this feast day as we rejoice and be glad. And here and now we find holiness in our own daily experiences as we try to put forth our best efforts, whatever our daily life entails, going to work, raising our children, nurturing our marriages, our relationships. If we make all these things a part of our loving response to God's call in our lives, we are on then the path to holiness. A saint is someone who is simply a friend of God, who takes this path to God very seriously in their life. And each and every single one of us is called to be a friend of God. And we grow in our friendship with God the same way that we grow in our friendship with others, with one another, by being present to God, nurturing that friendship, talking with God, being generous with God. The reason we have this devotion to the saints that we celebrate today with Mary is that they are great role models for us in this endeavor. Many people think that becoming a saint is a privilege that's only for a chosen few, but that could, be, could not be further from the truth. As I said in the beginning, sanctity is the call and the task for every Christian, for the task of all of us who are here. We shouldn't think that this is, I, I hope that I can get there someday, No, no, this is for all of us. 
At times, I think we sometimes think that saints are you know, kind of eccentric. Yes, they are eccentric. If you take that word in its true sense of the word, eccentric means, in its real sense of the word, means to be outside, outside of the center, outside of the mainstream. If you're doing something outside the mainstream tonight, you normally don't come here middle of the week the way you have filled our church here tonight. This is outside the mainstream. Saints deviate from the center, from the usual practice of doing things, from the establishment. So what's the establishment? What's the establishment today? Well, we know what the establishment is today is. It's things like consumerism, materialism, the secularism that we live in. You know, God's certainly not in the center of our world today. God's very, very much on the margins, not at all in the center. And sad to say, we live in a world where there's a lot of fear, a lot of bigotry, a lot of hatred. It's not the gospel. What does the gospel mean? Gospel means good news. Like we heard tonight in the gospel, rejoice and be glad. So more than ever, we need saints who deviate from the establishment, from the ordinary way of doing things today. That's why we need people who take God seriously, who are free to act with exuberance, not measured moderate ways, but they reflect God's extravagant love. And God has extravagant love for all of us, not just for a chosen few. G.K. Chesterton, great English writer, once said, we need people who have exaggerated what the world and the church have forgotten. A Roman Catholic church canonizes certain saints and places them on a list. We call that a canon, giving them the seal of approval after a long studying, a process we call discernment. There are far more saints who are on that list, and we, we don't even know all those people. There are many people on that list who, who get no little or no veneration. But if there was ever an age when people need authentic heroes... It's our age today, and there's no shortage, no shortage at all of these heroes in our canon of saints. Today, for our faith to grow, we need to encounter these saints, to get to really know them and experience what is good and beautiful in their lives. And this is what they still have to do. I mean, they're in heaven, yes, but they still have a mission they still have a vocation to show us the way. Every crisis that the church has, we have a crisis today. It's a crisis of what? It's a crisis of holiness. Every crisis in the world is the same thing. It's a crisis of holiness, of what the human person is called to be, the dignity of a human person. So we need saints more than ever. 2013, when Pope Francis was elected as Pope, he chose the name Francis. And St. Saint, and Saint Francis, when he had this great conversion experience in his life and he looked upon Christ 
on the cross, a church called San Damiano, as he, as he was looking at Christ on the cross, the Lord appeared to him there and said, Francis, rebuild my church. And of course, as when, when Pope Francis took that name, little did he know what he was getting into, right? I mean, you never know when you take a name what it means. And he's learning right now what this means, big time. This past spring, as I said, Pope Francis wrote a, a marvelous letter called Rejoice and Be Glad, taking those last words of the gospel today. It's a whole letter on this call to holiness and on the Beatitudes that were our gospel tonight. I've read it, and I'm going to reread it again here during this month of November. It's a beautiful, beautiful letter on holiness. One of the saints that Pope Francis quotes extensively here in this, in this letter is St. Therese of Lisieux. He also talks a lot about her in a lot of his talks. She's also called the Little Flower. We celebrated her feast not even a month ago. She lived a very, very simple life in a Carmelite monastery in France, very hidden. She only lived to be the age of 24, so she was just a young girl. Entered the monastery at the age of 15, just there a few years. And yet, um, she became a doctor of the church. It's amazing. Recently, Pope Francis canonized her, her parents as well. And she became a saint not because of these great, great, huge heroic deeds that she did. She wanted to be a missionary. Of course, she never was. She wanted to do great deeds. But she became a saint and beloved because of what is termed her, her little way, little way. Jesus does not demand great, great heroic actions from us, but rather simple little deeds done with great love. Little deeds done with great love. And this is the path to holiness that's within all of our grasps. So let us pray. Let us pray on this Feast of All Saints for this grace of awareness in all of our waking hours to be aware of how we can do this of love in little ways with great love. To be aware of how God is with us so we can bring God's love to one another. This is the little way. This is the way of the little flower. I'd like to close with just a, a little short quote from Pope Francis's letter that speaks of being aware of these little ways, these little details. Indeed, that the gospel literally is filled with all these little ways, kind of helps us along our way. Let us not forget that Jesus asked his disciples to pay attention to little details. The little detail that wine was running out at a party. The little detail that one sheep was missing the little detail of noticing the widow who offered her two small coins. The little detail of having spare oil for the lamps should the bridegroom delay. The little detail of asking the disciples how many loaves of bread they had. 
the little detail of having a fire burning and fish cooking as he waited for the disciples at daybreak. A community that cherishes the little details of love, whose members care for one another and create an open and evangelizing disciple is a place where the risen Lord is present.